What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching only the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Fidel, and on today's episode, we are talking about organic social media marketing strategies that still exist in the late 2021. This will probably still be relevant information at the beginning of 2022, but I want to talk about this because if you caught my last episode, it's about why organic posting on Instagram is not a good way for most businesses to acquire new customers anymore. And I really want to be very clear about that episode because if you only caught part of it, or you really didn't understand the full gist of what I was trying to say, you might think that I was saying that all of my previous podcast episodes about Instagram growth were essentially no longer valid, no longer current, and should just be ignored, Um, and it's not really to that extent. When I say from organic posting, you can't really grow a new following anymore, that's exactly what I'm talking about, but posting on Instagram still is a phenomenal idea for engaging with your current following. You can still grow a following, just maybe not as quickly as you would like to, Um, But having an Instagram presence is extremely important. Uh, Something that I talked about on my Instagram page recently, I just made an illustration to, uh, you know, better summarize the last episode. Then if you didn't catch the whole thing, be sure to go down in the description real quick. You can check out the post that I linked. And essentially, I went through each platform and I rated all of them on a scale of 1 to 10 of what each uh, platform can do for your company for organic marketing. This is a business podcast if you're brand new, so I am talking about in a business sense, but essentially I wanted to break down exactly how much organic marketing potential is left between Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and YouTube Shorts. So it's this post right here. I'll hold up for those of you watching on YouTube. Otherwise, just check the description. And you can see that the category that I still give Instagram a 10 on is reach to current followers. If reach to current followers is the category that I still give Instagram a 10 on. And for that reason, it's very important to get all of your audience, whether they come from TikTok or YouTube or wherever else you are uh, you know, finding your customers, that you eventually want to get them on Instagram because it's one of the best platforms or I would say the best social media platform to still interact with your current audience. Because a lot of the reason why the organic reach is down to people outside of your following is not just because of the increased ad space, but also because they've increased the reach to your current following by a bit. So you want to utilize that. So on this episode, I'm going to be breaking down five major organic social media marketing techniques and tell you how much they are still a good idea for you and which ones you should maybe give less time to. So those five techniques are going live, organic messaging, forming collaborations, commenting, and then of course, posting. And I'm going to tell you how much each one is of benefit on each of these four platforms, um, or not four platforms, but three platforms, four different types of posts, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and YouTube Shorts, and how much you should be doing each one and how they work together. So let's start off with live because this is something I should have covered earlier. You can make $500 on Instagram extremely easily by going live, all right? I'm going to break this down really quick for you. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I will be doing it over this next week. So I'll give you an update if there's anything uh, that was unclear to me throughout this process or any like learning curve that I found out. Uh, But it's very easy. All you got to do, you got to be a business account and then you're going to go to your settings and then you're going to click on business 
and then you're going to click on badges and then what you're going to do is turn on badges and then activate all the steps now the one thing that you have to have in order for this to work that not all of you might have is an EIN which is a federal tax ID number that's what it is in the United States I'm sure you need to be some kind of legal form of business uh, regardless of where you are but you do have to be a legal business entity and then you can register so in the United States you have to have an EIN it takes a couple minutes to go through the steps and then you are good then from there, you just have to go live. And then before you go live, you turn on the badges, uh, which it will be very clear. Just go to go live. There's like two buttons on the left side. One of them's badges. And then you just have to turn them on. And there are three different milestones for how you can earn money. So the first one is really simple. If you activate the badges and then you go live for 15 minutes within the first seven days of activating the badges, you'll instantly get $100. Then milestone number two is $150 and you go live with another account for at least 30 minutes. So it looks like you do have to be on at one time for 30 minutes. It can't be spread out, but you got to find another account who also have has badges activated. So they have to be another business account and then um, go live for over 30 minutes and you get $150. You do have to just do these in order. So in order to unlock milestone two, you do have to complete milestone one. I'll probably do milestone one tonight just because it's so easy. Just go live for 15 minutes and just you know see what happens even if i just chill there and like two people show up but uh then third milestone is 250 dollars and you got to go live with badges for at least 15 minutes once per week. Now, the details on that is you have to do it for four consecutive weeks in a row. So after you've unlocked milestone one and two, then you have to go live for at least 15 minutes once per week for four weeks. And this is a bonus that you can keep earning. So there's not a an announcement of when this ends, but if you do it now, you likely can catch it for eight weeks, maybe 12 weeks, and earn that $250 multiple times. So you could even earn up to a thousand dollars i don't think they would probably do it much longer than that but if you got started right now you could probably make a thousand dollars by just going live on instagram and going live is already you know a decent strategy it's not like a great growth strategy because it's mostly for your own followers uh, but it's a great way to interact with your followers because like i said instagram is the best platform for interacting with your current audience and going live has always been a good way to do it it hasn't been my thing as much in the past but obviously when instagram is incentivizing it like this you might as well do it because it's always a good technique and they love when you use all the features. So I haven't gone live in a while. And if this is that important to them that they are paying people out hundreds of dollars to start going live more, then you want to listen to Instagram because wherever they're telling you they want people to go, they're going to design the platform in order for it to be beneficial. So get on that. Definitely check that out. Um, but uh, the only other thing I'll say about going live on Instagram, a lot of people like to republish their live stories as an IGTV post. However, the quality comes out very low, and it's usually a very slow-moving live, um, and slow-moving content doesn't do well on Instagram. So it's quite the engagement killer to do either of those things, to post slow-moving content or to post uh, blurry content, and that's how it usually comes out. So I would not recommend reposting your lives as IGTVs unless you keep these 
like you know maybe it's an interview or something like that and it's you keep it rolling it's very engaging content and it should be short because if it's like an hour-long interview don't post it it's just going to kill your engagement because it's going to look like everyone's just watching three percent of the video and that's just going to hurt your engagement overall so don't repurpose your lives as far as going live on tiktok phenomenal way to do it um on tiktok to earn money because uh, people can donate to you, and that's what it is now too on Instagram with the badges. Is people can donate to you. Uh, so if you are in a market where maybe earning money isn't as obvious, like if you're an influencer, going live sometimes and just answering followers' questions is one of the best ways to earn money because a lot of them do want to tip you uh, or just you know throw you some money to to say that they love your work, but they don't really get an opportunity to. So going live, especially as a personal brand, is a great way to earn some extra income. Or you could just go live and start answering questions and you'll probably earn some tips either way, but don't go into it with the focus of like, I'm going to get a bunch of tips tonight. Just go into it and you know do your thing. And if you get tips, great. Um, so going live on TikTok is awesome. Going live on YouTube is again, just it's going to be mostly for your current followers. You do have the option to repost your lives as well. And it's kind of the same deal. A lot of times the quality isn't as good. So make sure that it is fast paced moving content. The quality is good. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't post it on your YouTube. I would just um, get rid of it after because I have heard it can be quite the engagement killer. um, If you just have a very low watch time percentage on your YouTube videos, it probably affects your YouTube even more than a low watch time percentage does on Instagram. So just be careful, uh, you know, have the same qualifications for this content as if it wasn't live uh, before deciding to repost your lives or not. The second thing we're going to go over is organic posting. So I'm going to go into this uh, sooner, like even though this is probably like the main topic we need to cover and I'd usually leave it fifth. Uh, for those of you that don't complete the episode, we got to get into the most important stuff a little bit sooner. So uh, and complete the episode, guys, the other three categories are all very important to, uh, to keep in mind. But uh, as far as posting goes, organic reach is really down on Instagram. Uh, Reels is really where all of the organic reach is. But even Reels is definitely down quite a bit in the last few months. And it has nothing to do with Instagram's algorithm, but it has everything to do with everyone and their mom is posting reels now. So pretty much every content creator has been told you have to be posting reels for months. And at this point, pretty much all of them have figured it out. And a lot of them have just gotten in a groove and they're cranking them out. And that's awesome. And I still recommend doing it. You're probably going to still get a much better organic reach from reels than you would from other types of posts because there are there is no ad space in reels. Um, once ad space comes into reels, then we should see um, you know that fall off a little bit. And there's another thing happening too is that Instagram is going to start paying you for the views that you get on reels. So just like on TikTok, the creator fund, uh, where you literally just get paid money for views that you get. It's not a ton of money, but I've earned like 120 bucks from TikTok. So that's cool. Uh, But the thing that's going to do is it's going to make content creators just blitz content. And it's just going to make things a little bit more competitive overall. So I'm not super happy about it from an organic reach standpoint. But I think everyone is just going to be blitzing reels like crazy when they learn that they can earn money from them for getting views. And right now people are already making a ton of them. um, But once that gets incorporated, um, a lot of people should be doing it. So you always have two options when it comes into that, right? You pivot away from it because it's just oversaturated or you embrace it and you do your best and you just become, you know, awesome at reels and you say, I'm just going to crush this if they're going to pay money for reels. So um, just know that that's about to happen. As far as organic reach on TikTok, it's not what it used to be, um, but you can still go viral easier on 
uh, TikTok than you can on Instagram. However, your views will be a lot more inconsistent on TikTok. I look at a lot of accounts and it seems like a lot of people will get like either 200 or to 500 views on their post or they get like 50,000. It's like a really big stretch. And posting to your own following on TikTok is actually really hard to get in touch with them. I actually rank them a three out of 10 for getting in touch with your current followers because most people do spend their time on the For You page and not going through their following, at least at this point of maturity on the app. Maybe that will change later when a lot of people are following you know, a ton of people and their feed really should just be who they're following. And that's kind of what it is on Instagram. They know that you love the people you follow by now because we've been you know, weeding in and out of who we're following for like 10 years now that they know if they just show us you know, who we follow, it's probably gonna go over pretty well. TikTok's not really that, at that point. So it's hard if you wanna do a post and get like the majority of your followers to see it. It's really difficult. I have like 17,600 followers and almost all my posts get 200 views or they get like 7 million. <laughs> I've had like two posts get uh, over 5 million views now and they're like the dumbest posts too. Uh, but you can still go viral on there. It's just, it's not quite what it used to be, but it still is great. The other place that I rank 10 out of 10 right now for organic reach would be posting a YouTube short. So here's an awesome opportunity for a lot of people that um, I think is quickly fading. Um, But what I mean by quickly fading is you still have like three to six months to act on this and it still probably work really, really well for you. So listen to me very closely here because this is something I need to do as well. If you can go and create YouTube shorts around the most common uh, searches in your market. Like for me, it would be like, how many hashtags should you use? Like if I could just answer all those basic questions with YouTube shorts, which I've put out a decent amount of them by now, if you can um, get those to start trending, the thing with YouTube shorts is it's push and pull marketing in one. And what I mean by that is Instagram and TikTok are push marketing. You're just putting content out there. It doesn't start with a search. Pull marketing starts with the search. It's either Google SEO or YouTube essentially where they say how to do this and then they find you. So with the YouTube shorts, they can find you either way. They can be in the YouTube short short section on their phone as if they're in the real section and just scrolling and run into you that way. Or they could type in how to do this and then find you that way. So that's why I rank the reach so high because you could still be pulling in views on your reels in like a year or excuse me, your YouTube shorts in like a year or two from now. So it's kind of like the same uh, reach potential as like TikTok in the early days. Um, But then you also have the long-term potential of still getting found. So ideally what you could do is create a piece of content that could work on reels, YouTube shorts, and uh, TikTok because they're all nine by 16 vertical content that should be under a minute in length. Now, I will say, as much as it does sound like so easy, just create one post and post it on all three, there are differences between the three, and sometimes it's hard to create a piece of content that really makes sense on all of them. For my uh, specific business, it, it definitely is because I come out with a lot of Instagram tips, and on TikTok, they're, they don't really make a sense, uh, as much sense, right? So like, here's how to grow your Instagram. Like, people on TikTok not, aren't necessarily looking for that. On YouTube, it actually does make a lot of sense because that is where a lot of people go for Instagram marketing information. And there's also a lot of ways that I can, uh, you know, they're going to find me through a search likely. So they're going to be looking for that information anyways. And of course, I can post Instagram marketing tips on Instagram. There's also a lot of jokes that I might do that I'm like, ah, this is good on TikTok. It doesn't really make sense on the other platforms. So it is hard to find that that area of your content where the Venn diagram of makes sense on YouTube shorts, TikTok, and reels all uh, match. 
But you want to think about that to start. And then as far as uh, some things that I've run into that kind of make it more difficult than it sounds than just, oh, make one post and post on all, on all three. You do have to understand how keywords work on YouTube differently. Um, you do also have to understand how TikTok's uh, hashtags work differently. TikTok's caption is a lot shorter. So if you're planning on writing like a long caption, you're not going to be able to do it on the TikTok post, just on the other two. Um, also, a lot of people don't always read the caption on YouTube, so it's going to be a little bit less a part of the content than it is on Instagram. And the other thing to consider is the format for how the posts are viewed, which uh, is where is the like button, where's the comment button, where's the follow button, if there is one, um, because it's in different spots. And sometimes people can be like, follow for more and like do an arrow pointing at like the follow button, but it's a different place in, in all the apps. So ideally, if you're making it for all three locations, because all apps do like it when you use a little bit of the in-app editing, um, it is best to potentially leave out the text um, within your, you know, within your post, and then just add the text in YouTube Shorts, Reels, or TikTok, and add it on the app. You'll certainly want to add the music from the app that you're using as well, like in that actual app, which can be harder because uh, if you use a sound from TikTok, it's you know kind of difficult to always just go find those other sounds. So. You know, there's some exceptions to this if you can't make it work, but if it's a sound that you can easily find on all three and get to the right starting point, then that's a better way to do it. And you want to use a little bit of features, um, you know, from each app. So you may want to make it in a video editing platform. For me, I use Camtasia. I'll link it in the below. It's a discount link if you want that. It's just a very uh, it's an intermediate editing pro, uh, program. So if you've got basic editing skills, but you want a program that has more intermediate features um, without learning a bunch of new techniques about video editing, Camtasia is really good without going to like Final Cut Pro or Premiere Pro, where you're going to have like the full uh, library of features. This is a little bit more simple, um, but certainly more uh, complex and more things that you can do than just like TikTok's editing platform. Um, so if you can edit from there, post it, and then edit a little bit in all three apps, they all do appreciate that. Um, but you're going to have to learn keywords on YouTube and just on TikTok. Do about three to five hashtags it is what typically works best. And it's kind of the same rules as Instagram, some big, some small, some medium. Uh, but you just have five. So your breakdown is going to be different than if you had 30 to mess with. Uh, but just Really, the main difficulty is finding a piece of content that makes sense on all three. Uh, but I think for a lot of you businesses, it actually should be pretty obvious how to do so. And most of your reels can easily be put on there. So if you want to do something today that would be extremely beneficial for your business in the organic marketing sense, if you have a bunch of reels but you have not started on YouTube Shorts yet, go put them on there. The other thing you got to do is create thumbnails for your YouTube shorts. So there are some extra steps to it, but not nearly as many steps as if you were creating original content for it. So it's one of the best ways to make organic marketing still worth your time because right now the three highest organic reach posts, Real, YouTube Short, and TikTok are all the same format. And this is quite the rarity and we may not even see it again for years in social media where the highest organic reach is all the same format. So really try to capture capitalize on that if organic marketing is still what you want your business to to focus on and you're not really ready to get into paid ads 
this is going to be one of the best ways to do it is multi-purposing the content across the three platforms. So uh, good luck with that and DM me how it goes or if there's any other things that you wish you would have known beforehand, let me know and I can get that out on a future episode. Uh, The third thing we're going to talk about is commenting. And this is something that has gotten a lot more relevant on Instagram for growth. And the reason why is not because it's better than it was in the past. It's because it was the same. It's the same as it always has been. Leaving a comment on people in your market, like the big accounts, and hopefully you get a lot of exposure because you can become a top comment or you're commenting directly on your ideal followers post, right? There's two ways that you can do it. You can comment directly on the person that you want to follow you or you can comment on a big account in your market and then hopefully everyone that is going into the comments will see that and that usually is a way to to gain a following faster. It just might be harder to get that top comment spot Um, But basically what you do is you follow the major accounts in your market that you know that their followers are exactly who you're looking for. You set on turn, you turn on their post notifications so that you can comment right away. And ideally, you're trying to get them to like your post or excuse me, like your comment, because if the creator likes your comment, it's going to probably put it at the top. If they pin it, even better. Um, But you just want to say something insightful, funny, and we're just trying to get your name in front of a bunch of people who are good potential followers. Now, in order for it to work, your name does have to be optimized. And like my name, Derek Fidel by itself, probably doesn't do nearly as well as if I was like marketing Derek or something like that, right? Or Instagram Derek, if it was more obvious what my account was, it would probably lead to more profile visits. And you also want a fully optimized profile picture. So it has to be very uh, professional, really, like you want to look like a credibility uh, factor. Like if you're a coach or a personal brand, you want to look very credible. If you're an e-commerce company, then yeah, your logo is probably fine. Um, and if you're verified, commenting works 10 times better. Uh, one, because people are just more likely to click on it. And two, you're way more likely to be top comment when you're a blue check mark. Um, it just makes things a lot easier. So it's easier said than done to, to get verified. But if you are verified, commenting is one of the best things that you can be doing to grow your account, really. Um, there's like a brands like Slim Jim or like Budweiser that just come on like the older official accounts or like a bunch of the college frat pages and just kind of leave funny comments and they grow huge followings uh, by doing so. Uh, so it's not as applicable to every business. But the reason why commenting is better now than what it was before is not because it's any better of a technique. It's because posting isn't nearly as effective. So in the past, I kind of strayed away from don't do the buck 80 or commenting strategies just because compared to creating a post, um, it's not nearly as much worth your time for gaining a following. Now, I would say leaving comments for an hour will probably gain you a bigger following than creating a post for an hour, or they're at least comparable. Um, and there's a very high upside with the commenting if you can actually become a top comment. So it is more pre- prevalent than in the past. And you can even do it on TikTok or you can do it on YouTube. Just find uh, YouTube videos that are right in line with what your ideal clients would be watching, and then try to become one of the top comments and just get all that extra search traffic. But again, if it's not working, then change your profile picture. Consider changing your name as well because you can only get followers if you get profile visits first and all they're looking at is your comment, your name, and your profile picture. So if you're not getting a bunch of profile visits from your comments, be sure to fix that first. Hey, Bar & Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk. 
where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Let's go into the fourth thing, which would be collaborations, all right? Uh, Collaborations are seemingly where my mind would go because organic reaches down. Let me just utilize the followings of other people. Let me find some people who have a following like mine and they're looking for a following like mine and we'll shout each other out or do some kind of collaboration. Now, it's such a beautiful sounding thing, but as a lot of you have probably found out when you try to form collaborations, it's difficult to find people who are going to hold up to their end of the deal at all or even hold up to their end of the deal to the level that you did it. I don't think I've collaborated with a single person yet that I felt like they got um, that I got more benefit than they did. And part of that reason is because like I rarely let that happen. I always over deliver on my end because I'm looking for long term collaboration partners. I'm looking to show them this is you know how much I'm going to promote you if we're really going to do this. So you're going to have to give me the same effort. And it's very, very rare. I even have a lot of people come on my podcast. Basically, the only way that you're getting interviewed on my podcast nowadays is if you also have a podcast that I can come on or I want your information that bad that I directly outreach to you. But there's so many people that try to get on my podcast and I just get like daily inquiries at this point. So people that have a podcast, uh, I do swaps with. However, I've had some people that I have on my show, I publish the episode, I go on their show, and they never even publish the episode. Uh, Maybe they're just taking months to put it out, uh, but some of them give up or like, who knows? Who knows? They just don't even publish it. And it's just super lame. There's people that will, uh, back in the day, would say, hey, I have this big of an email list. If you let me come on your podcast, I'll email the whole list. And I don't even think a single one did it. And it's just because why would they want to spend their time marketing to their list for someone else's business? And once I've already delivered my part, it's just so easy for them to just not deliver their part because they really don't want to do it, right? But I don't want to deliver my part either. I'm not trying to introduce you to a bunch of people um, because then I'm potentially sending you off onto following other people, buying other people's courses, or just just being distracted from my podcast, right? Even if I recommend you to like an auto Uh, podcast that's all about cars, it still could potentially take away from you listening to mine. So collaborating with people does essentially introduce your best clients to other people. And usually those other people are uh, competitors, right? Like who would be the best people for me to collaborate with? It'd be other social media marketers. However, they also sell similar things. So I do try to find people who have different offers than me. Like for me, I might collaborate with like people like Ben Levitt, who is more of a DFY agency kind of person versus I more sell courses and done with you coaching. So there's not as much overlap there, but it still is another path that people could take. So, you know, it's, there's just, so few people have upheld to their end of the deal. I, I would love to even just name them. <laughs> um, but a lot of the people who have been on my podcast will never come on again because they never held up their end of the bargain of having me on their show or publishing that content. And um, it really sucks. But this has just been the story for me for years in collaborations. And it's the story for a lot of people. I think if you can find these collaboration partners, 
uh, that, that do act like me. Like if I could find one that kind of has my same philosophy, we'd probably be collaborating over and over again. Um, but it only goes so far when you tell people, hey, go follow this person anymore anyways. So collaborations is just kind of down because a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth for them. A lot of people like to be very selfish when they collaborate. And um, yeah, it just rarely works out the way that you want it to. So I generally think they're not a great idea, even though they're great on paper, but having a lot of potential collaboration partners and just friends in your market never hurts. I've certainly, um, you know, done some things in the past where I like have a giveaway and then I message all of my friends in the market, like, can you share this? And then a good amount of them do. So you can certainly capitalize on it at times, but a lot of those relationships, I still had to put out more on my end um, than they did on their end. I was like, I'll share, I'll do shout out for shout out where you have 3,000 followers and I have 45,000 deal. And they're like, yeah, no problem, right? Like the only way I was able to make those deals happen is because I was such a big account that anyone below you is usually really easy to collaborate with. But people on the same level or a little bit ahead of you, it's just really hard to make deals happen. So collaborations, you kind of have a, probably your own opinion on them nowadays, but they're not nearly as effective as a lot of people preach them to be. The last thing that we're going to go over is organic messaging. And this is something I talked about on the last episode, uh, but it's one of the best things you can do on Instagram because you can't really DM on YouTube. I don't think you can DM at all even. And then TikTok, you can DM and uh, it's just not as known for that though. Like Instagram is just more where the DMs happen and it's easier to find your target clients on Instagram than it is on TikTok because you can find them through the hashtags that they post or even just type doing a search. Um, a lot easier you're gonna find them than you would on TikTok. Um, so you're gonna find your ideal clients a lot easier and then you can create messaging and introduce yourself. You can do it for the sake of hopefully gaining new followers, maybe for booking a consultation call with them. Uh, not every industry is going to benefit from organic messaging as much as other ones, but even if you're like an e-commerce brand that sells like cheaper products and you just send out basic messages to people that are in your market, just kind of introducing yourself, it also is a great way to slowly build. So it can be very time intensive. There are a lot of automation software to do it, and I usually do recommend against those, even though there's plenty that uh, usually can get around it. Um, there's They really optimize them and change them over time to fit Instagram's criteria, but I still just don't mess with stuff like that. Uh, there are people that you can pay to organic message for you as well, but um, yeah, ultimately, Organic messaging, especially if you sell a high ticket program, like if you sell something that's like anything over $500,000 at all, like which isn't even considered high ticket, organic messaging and getting people on a phone call from there and like just having a basic conversation, don't go right for the kill, right? Um, but have a basic conversation, warm them up, lead them along your sales process is going to be one of the highest dollar per hour activities that you can do on Instagram. It might not be the fastest growth tactic, but I mean, you're going a following to get sales anyways. So just going right for the sale or you know directly to the client and then leading them through your sales process is often a great way. There's even a lot of like podcast listeners that, you know, even though I tell you, you can like book a free consultation call or do whatever um, until like we actually get in a message, like messaging on Instagram, a lot of times action doesn't get taken just because when you're listening to the podcast, you know I'm not directly talking to you and it's uh, easier to not pay attention, right? So just organic messaging 
it breaks the barrier that uh, a lot of other online marketing tactics don't, um, which is just building rapport, and that's always a great way to do it. So um, definitely take uh, do a lot of organic messaging, especially with your current followers on Instagram to keep that engagement high, because I think once that Reels get their ad space and then Reels starts paying out money, it's just gonna get even more competitive over there. So do as many things as you can uh, along the way on Instagram to protect your engagement, and one of the best ways to do that is encouraging DMs with your uh, current following or being the one active and DMing them and just even offering help. You don't need to message them about a sales process. Just get some conversation going and see where it goes. It's gonna be one of the better marketing things that you can do nowadays. Uh, The last thing I'm gonna say uh, is just about posting in general. Because on Instagram, our posts are less likely to get to people outside of our following, I have been posting a little bit more of what I want to post rather than what everyone is searching for. And it naturally does make your reach kind of like it's not going to go as far. Like for me, if I do like a Twitter quote where I'm posting something motivational, it usually doesn't find me a bunch of new followers and convert them because when people see a quote from Derek Fidel, they don't know who I am and they're like, I don't even know if I should trust this quote. So unless it's like the most beautiful quote ever, it doesn't really get a lot of new followers. If I come out with a post that it's like Instagram updates for this next year and I just spit a bunch of facts about what's happening in the social media world, it has a much better chance to convert me followers. But over time, you know, I've just done so many posts recently with all these different hashtag combos. Very few of them will get a large amount of hashtag impressions. So I am a little bit more okay now posting what I want to, which isn't always social media stuff. It's more general entrepreneurship related just because I know I'm mostly my Instagram efforts are mostly trying to nurture my current audience. So I'm more okay sneaking those in every once in a while than I used to be. That's about the only way that my posting strategy has changed on Instagram. Otherwise, uh, doing two to three posts a week is still what I'm doing. Uh, So it probably went down a little bit. I was more focused on three, four, or five before. And now I'm more okay with two or three just because I know I'm more trying to keep top of mind and not grow a following from it. But Commenting is now taking the place of some some of that time um, or for me just running paid ads. So this episode, we're not talking about paid ads. It's organic posting. Um, But if you do want to learn paid ads, uh, paid ads is something that is very hard to teach to all the different businesses that I have listening to this podcast at a time. I would rather make you a custom ad strategy and show you what that would look like for your business because I've done this for a lot of different businesses at this point. So if you want to see what a paid ad strategy would look like for your business, book a complimentary consultation call with me. It's in the description. We'll talk for about 30 to 45 minutes. I'll get to know you and your business. I'll show you how I would run ads for your company if I was you. If you like how it sounds, then you can work with me further and I'll help you with them or you can take the info and run. So If you want to learn paid ads and not really dabble with all of this lessened organic marketing, which really does require you to make a full-time job out of Instagram if you still want to grow organically nowadays, really guys, paid ads is the way to go. So book a complimentary consultation call with me if you want to learn further. Otherwise, subscribe to the podcast and I'll see you next week.